Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour. Ow, ow, ow! folks it's actually going to be the hyper sloth uh, regular happy hour a whole hour of all things sloth we probably will touch on uh, covid 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 however people are saying it these days but uh looks like Ruva's going to be a little late they're doing some important stuff at his house right now they're transferring some stuff from his freezer to his freezer i don't know rufus told me what was going on I must admit I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I do love my man Rufus, but uh, the show must go on. In the meantime, give us a call at 646-668-8826. Let us know what's happening in your neck of the woods as far as COVID goes. If you don't want to call up and up, tell us. I'll tell you what's going on here. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, obviously, people are getting sick, and... The government is trying to play a little bit of catch-up. I don't know how effective they're being at the moment, but uh, I guess we can just hope. We can just hope. So let's hope to people that are getting outside. I do want to say, hey, man, thanks to all the people out there, the first responders, the people that are working in the stores and whatnot. I mean, I got a lot of guts, a lot of guts, and a lot of thanks go out to those people because I don't think I could do it. I think I would be calling in sick every day if that was me right now, because uh, it's pretty fucking scary, really. And though all those people deserve a raise or some more money, which is a raise, I guess, or, you know, some some kind of award for uh, for tuning in or for, for uh, actually being on the front line there. There he is. There's our man, Rufus. Rufus, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. And you're Other welcome. And, hey, I'm on the front line, as you just mentioned. Are you thanking me? What front line are you on? Uh, Just the front line of my day-to-day horrific life. The front line of Rufusville. You're right there in the. You're in the meat of it. You're in the thick of Rufusville. Yeah, the thick of it. So I was filling the the uh, listeners in a little bit, Rufus, on what you were transferring. What exactly were you transferring from a freezer to a freezer? We're trying to figure that out here. Oh, just freezer shit, meat, meat, straight up meat. Well, you know, we buy shit in bulk. We have a lot of ground meat, a lot of steaks, a lot of bacon, all kinds of shit. Folks, uh, go to our website. I'm going to have Rufus's uh, home address on there. So if things get a little dicey, you know where to go get your steaks and your ground meat. Anything like uh, any frozen uh, tamales or frozen Mexican meals that come in a box, Rufus? No, no, it's all... It's all ingredient-based. It's all like actual uh, meat, actual vegetables, and things that you make stuff with. Or why would you waste your money on that stuff when you can buy pre-made stuff already? I don't know, but now that the apocalypse is here, I'm pretty glad we did. You know I'm what? Ready. I'm really bummed up that I did not uh, stock up on Twinkies. I think that was an oversight on my part, not to get heavy into Twinkies a couple of months ago when I first heard of COVID. Well, Twinkies will be around long after this passes. You think and so? What if they found out that Twinkies were the cure? Uh, well, I, I, I have, I'm pretty sure that COVID cannot survive within a Twinkie. It probably so it might not. Be, 
You know what? I went to the store today, Rufus, against my better judgment. Wait, Twinkie, it's a bread. To get some supplies for the store, for the show, right? I got two bags of M&Ms and some Reese's. Sure. Because this show must go on, folks, and it's not going to go on if I don't have my snacks. I'm going to be honest with you. If I can't have my snacks, there ain't going to be no show. It's as integral to this part of the show as Rufus's Bud Light. Mm-hmm. So buy stock in Bud Light, Reese's, and Mars, or whoever makes all this candy here. But, of course, there's a guy, like, for some reason, hanging out in the candy aisle at the Dollar General, right? Ooh. Just, like, sitting there. So, of course, I've got to, like, keep doing this flyby. Of the of like the candy aisle, right? Like walking by and seeing if the guy's still there, then yes. walking by again, seeing if he's still there. And the guy's look he's just reading ingredients oh on bags God. of candy. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown, okay? So finally he leaves and I get myself into the candy aisle and sure. he comes back. What? Right? Yes, and he's standing within six feet of me. And I was outraged, so I just grabbed my fucking candy and stormed off. But I thought, I'm going to have, I think a more effective way to get people to understand this six feet thing would be like, please don't stand within a coffin's length of someone else. (laughs) Right, yes. You know, to give people a real idea that, hey, okay, maybe you don't have it, or you have it and you don't care about giving it to me. Maybe I do fucking have it, and you don't want to catch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, people don't even know if they have it. It takes so long sometimes right. to, to pop up. And I don't, they don't know if I have it. I don't have to be, like, sweating inside the fucking store or coughing, you know. Yeah. And now that I, think... I know that I have it because that guy coughed into his glove yesterday at the, at the, uh, the Friendly Mart, I mean, now I feel obligated to get a shirt made that said, please don't stand within a coffin's length of me. Dude, I guarantee you get a shirt like that and people won't. <laughs> I bet they, they probably figure if you were to have that shirt on in Texas, you probably would fucking get shot. Just like, get oh, one coffin length, huh, buddy? I'll give you coffin length. Just get one that looks like official or like totally generic. It's a white T-shirt, but in black letters it says COVID positive. Stand back. Oh, well, there you go. Seriously. I mean, I, I was wondering if, because you saw that I sent you that mask around my, my, uh, by mirror, right? Yes, yeah. It's like new garter, I think. Remember when guys like would go to the prom and like hang the garter from their mirror? Now that the new thing at weddings. COVID masks from there. And you know what? I hate to say it. A week ago, not even a week ago, you were laughing at my idea of printing, screen printing people's faces on the bottom of their masks. And <laughs> I guarantee you that's going to be a fucking thing now. It's the it, new normal. <laughs> Isn't that what they call that? The new normal? Well, I mean, they're going to have to for a while, right? A year and a half? Unknown. I mean, really unknown. Aren't you glad that you, like, have a wife? Imagine being on the dating scene right now. Uh, I don't know. At this age, I would prefer not to be on the dating scene or have a wife sometimes. I just want to chill. Well, I mean, but you couldn't, like, go to a bar and hook up a chick now. How how do you – where does a guy pick up a chick? Uh, you have the internet and you have a free hand. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't need a chick. I didn't say you needed a chick. But what if you want someone to, like, wash your dishes or do your laundry? <laughs> now you need a chick. Yeah, that's true. Make That's Rufus talking, folks. I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. Rufus believes that kind of stuff, though. He's a misogynist. 
You know what is true, though, that no matter how obscure what I need is, if I go to the store, there's undoubtedly somebody standing right in front of what I fucking need. <laughs> no. Mulling over every fucking choice like it's the goddamn SATs. And you're right. I just, I scoop, I am instantly enraged because it'll be something stupid like ring yeast, baloney, you know, ring baloney. Yeah. Or just <laughs> the ring. Good. I just. I just need the rings, and I go there, and there's somebody, and they're not like, you know, at a distance looking. They got their cart right against right. the fucking shit, and they're leaning over it, and they're like, "Oh my, really? Hmm. Oh my." Dude, the other day I was at the store buying ground meat product, right? And this dude and this chick, like, did the the typical cart thing and pushed their cart right in front of like the meat section, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the sat there for like 10 minutes checking the text on her phone while the dude walked off to some other part of the store looking for other shit. You know what I mean? And she's just sitting there and finally I could see the guy in the meat counter was watching me, watching this lady be like, what the fuck are you doing in front of this meat? Finally he came out from behind the meat counter and was like, ma'am, could you move? We have people here that are looking to get some, you know, some stuff that you're right in front of. And oh my god, the fucking dirty look that this fucking lady gave me was Fuck ridiculous. That Fuck they her. need to put like a no parking or no loitering thing in front of like all sections of the thing. You know what else they need to do, Rufus? What? Now that COVID is a thing, people need to scan their own fucking groceries, not just in the checkout area, right? Where the not the self checkout, but they need to turn the gun around or the thing around so you can scan your own shit. In the fucking, like, in the checkout lane. Well, yeah. It doesn't make any sense for me to, like, have the lady grab it and check it and put it in the bag or whatever, because now she's touched it. No, I always do self-checkout anyway. What if you have more than 20 items? Fuck it. Nobody else cares. Why would I? (laughs) Dude, I always wondered about going in that aisle with more than 20 items. Well, no, not the aisle, like the big bay area where you just right. go up and you do your own shit. Yeah, there's no limit. Either you're really? there for a long time or not. You're like 20 items or less. No, no. Here it, it's only limited if you're like in an actual aisle where somebody's going to be doing something. Uh, but the the self-checkout bays are a, a fucking free-for-all. Right. I mean, they like used to have that in my Dome. local store, and then they got rid of it and just put in that 20 items or less. I'm sure they were losing their ass because when you just shove all that shit down the the aisle thing, you know what I mean, and don't even bother scanning it. Right. Whatever happened to that? uh, Didn't you go to Walmart where they would scan everything in your whole fucking cart in one fell swoop? Uh, They tried that sort of here. They had you could get guns when you walked in, and you could scan everything and just put it in your cart, and then you go and you like scan your gun and it charges everything. They still do it, but they don't have the, the guns. It's just use the Walmart app and you can scan everything as you put it in your cart and then you just show a barcode and then walk the hell out. But they don't like check to see if you've got everything in the fun cart or you just didn't forget to scan about fucking $500 worth of shit. Well, these days for some reason, I don't fucking know why, even before this coronavirus shit is our Walmart I think just to employ a couple of old people, every time you leave Walmart, no matter what you have or how much, they're looking at your receipt. So, 
But are they going through the bags of shit to see if the shit is actually there? Uh, fuck no, I wouldn't even let them do that. If it's in a fucking How bag. How long would that take? It's mine. Get your hands off of it. You can call a cop if you want to go through my fucking bags. I just got to imagine they would lose their ass like that by letting people check themselves out. Well, I mean, it, it, they still have the things you walk through them. They're going to fucking beep if you didn't pay for it. But I thought you were telling me about a Walmart where you just went in and you put all your shit in the cart, then you walk through some scanner thing and it scans all the RFID chips or whatever's on all the shit, and it just like, then you're done. Uh, I don't know of a Walmart that does that, but Amazon is starting to open up physical locations that do that. Are they really? And I think Whole Foods has tried that too. The death of uh, retail, the death of the small retail store is upon yeah. us. This, if anything was going to do it, COVID has done it. Yeah, it was probably bioengineered by Jeff Bezos. Uh, you know what? I thought about that the other day. Why not? Why not? He's got access oh, to it. because the Chinese did it. Oh, wait, the Americans did it. Then we smuggled it to China and uh, then brought it back here, if I recall my conspiracy theories correctly. Well, we wanted it to be made here, but it was cheaper to have it done in China. <laughs> well, it was like, get a shirt that says, I have COVID made in the USA. <laughs> That's right. My corona was homebred. <laughs> I prefer COVID light. COVID light. Is there such a thing? I wonder. Well, there must be because some people are getting it so bad that they die, and other people are getting it, and they don't even really get sick from it. Yeah, and they say some people have it, and it passes, and they never even know they fucking have it. They're just I'm body hoping that's me. I'm hoping that's me so bad. You know what I mean? Because my favorite guy on Fox News or on uh, CNN, I do not watch Fox News. I do read Fox News just to see what kind of propaganda they're putting out there, but... My favorite guy on CNN, Chris Cuomo has it, dude, and it's putting his fucking dick in the dirt. He was talking about, he had a fever for like three days now of over like 102 or 103. He was talking about, he was fucking hallucinating. And he was talking to his dead dad and shit. I was like, oh, fuck, this shit sounds fucking scary. God damn, you're sure he's not embellishing for ratings? I don't think he is because he fucking, he looked like hell. I mean, why? I mean, I was interested to see what people are fucking experienced with this shit, but now I don't know if I really want to know so much. I actually no, googled dry cough right before the show because I'm like, ugh, got a little tickle in my throat. What? I've had, what's I've the had a dry cough all day. exactly? I've had a tickle. <laughs> Have you? Uh oh. But also Your realize wife I, I brought it home. I I I. I'm pretty sure I slept with my mouth open all night, though, and just just dry air. Sure, you're just sucking in giant fucking globs of COVID germs. Giant. From my wife. Probably in her sleep, she's sneezing directly in my mouth. (laughs) She's probably rubbing everything that she bought at the store on your (laughs) somewhere on your face or pillow (laughs) before you go to sleep. (laughs) Dude, I'll tell you what not to do. I watched the Dr. Sanjay Gupta did like this clean off your groceries thing and okay. he put glitter on stuff, right? You know, Why? That are, because they're showing like how easily shit is transferred. Okay. And I don't even know why I even do the fucking segment because by the end of the segment, there was more glitter all over everything than there was when he fucking originally started. 
Look, I have to say, glitter is a fucking nightmare. I think glitter probably spreads 100 times faster and worse than any virus. And it's impossible to fucking clean up. Just impossible. That's why you got to wear a different set of clothes when you go to the tip bar, because those chicks know how to get glitter everywhere. Yeah, don't wear wool. (laughs) Do not wear wool. Good point. And you know what? Always shave when you leave. Always (laughs) shave. If you have a beard, always shave when you leave. The tip bar. In, in the bathrooms, they should have razors and shaving cream. <laughs> Glitter in a tip bar is the new lipstick on the collar. Yes, it is. Ooh. I gotta. Why would anybody ever have lipstick on their collar, I guess? A chick with bad aim. Well, I would say more like lipstick on your zipper. Yeah, got yeah, a good point. Or your like, underpants. Yeah, why, why the collar? What chick is kissing a collar? I don't know. I mean, that's what I mean. What a waste. Someone, you know what it is? Clearly someone who wants the guy to get caught, in my personal opinion. Yeah, she was hired like, by the, the wife. Divorce divorce coming soon. Do you watch Ozark at all? We started watching it, um, but it was a little too blue to watch with the kid, and we don't really have a lot of time to watch a grown-up things, but I thought it was, it was really... It was blue? What part of it was blue, do you think? Oh, gee, uh, the guy's wife getting rammed in the ass by... Oh, his, you know his, what's his funny? Is that is like the first... That's so funny you say that, because that is the first part of the first episode, right? That's like the first minute. And yeah, then but it comes up like, again. Then there is zero nudity in the whole rest of the fucking thing and, and barely any cursing. So it was kind of funny that you say that because she has actually given him a blowy at the beginning, and then she starts getting rammed from behind, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I remember we made it through that. We were able to, you know, distract the boy. But it comes up later and later, and uh, it looked really fucking good, though. I really want to watch it. You know what? Here's the problem with it, right? I watched the first two ep- two seasons kind of back-to-back, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, that's a pretty good show. I was hooked. Then it took three years to come out with the third season. What? Really? Now I'm just kind of like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? I just now I, now I don't have time. Now I'm watching it, but I feel like I'm just going through the motions because I'm like, I don't even remember really what happened in the first two seasons now because so much time has lapsed. Then I'm like, now I just don't fucking care. I you just got to start it over. That's what they but want I'm you to do, do is start over. I did watch the recap, and I'm like, man, I don't remember any of like, that shit. I do I do remember you kind of having a crush on that little trashy-ass blonde girl. Ruth. That, uh, Ruth is her name. Is that, is that her name? I forgot her name. Yeah. But he hired her to work at the uh, that dive bar that he bought or whatever. Right. Yeah, and she's like nefarious and evil. It's been three years, dude. So now, of course, she's running a fucking casino, because you know how fast people move from trashy trailer trash to uh, to running fucking million dollar casino chains. Just, I mean, that's a natural progression of things in real life, obviously. Wait, so they they waited three years to make the new season, but they actually made the new season take place like three years later. I, yeah, I don't even know if it's supposed to be three years. I have no fucking idea, to be honest with you, because they never said, like, three years later. But, obviously, some time has lapsed, I guess. I don't know, because the chick, like, the young daughter chick, who is super fucking hot, by the way, is looking even fucking tastier. And that, unfortunately, Ruth... Tastier? 
does not look as tasty. Ruth is after three years. We're not kind to fucking Ruth. Working her oh, way up no. the corporate ladder really took it out of her. It looks like to me. Yeah, it's probably too many corporate guys putting it in her. Could be. She slept her way to the top, Rufus. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Amen. Why don't chicks do that anymore? Now they're all more educated than men and smarter, so they don't even have to sleep their way to the top. Yeah, but at least they get paid less. That's the important part. (laughs) And less benefits, I'm sure. Oh, yes. So, well, I guess not a lot has happened as far as COVID goes, unless you saw uh, Jared Kushner's uh, little thing that he was talking about COVID yesterday on the thing. Did you? Because he's now he's one of uh, the COVID czars. Are you aware of that? No, I did not know there were czars. I want you to listen to what he talks about because I got a short snippet here. I didn't get a chance to upload it to the to the thing, but I'm going to play it for you anyways. Okay. But he. It's classic because he's one of those guys that, like, does 15, like, a minute and a half of just nothing but fill words without actually saying absolutely anything. And Kushner's who? what he says here, right? This is Jared Kushner. This is Donald Trump's son-in-law who works for the government, obviously. You know, his daughter and his son-in-law are real high up in government because, you know, they have a really awesome skill set. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, nepotism. They, you know what? They came. This is the good part. They came from nepotism in their family businesses, and now they're in government nepotism. So they kind of know what they're doing because they went from nepotism to nepotism. But here's Jared Kushner, and I'm going to follow up with a little something from Donald Trump as well. Oh boy, ready? Trying to get you educated, educated here. All right. where in cities they're running out, but the state still has a stockpile. And the notion of the federal stockpile is supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpile. So we're encouraging the states to make sure that they're assessing the needs, they're getting the data from their local uh, local uh, situation, and then trying to fill it with the supplies that we've given them. All right. So you heard that. Now I want you to hear what Donald Trump said when a reporter asked him what exactly he meant by saying that the federal government stockpiles were not meant for the states. They're meant for okay. the federal government, right? Because obviously yeah. the federal government's supposed to give them to the states, right? Now yeah, that makes how sense. Cool, I want you to listen how cool and calmly Trump asked, answers this question, all right? I think you're going to be oh. surprised by his candor. Oh, my. Good afternoon, Jared Kushner said the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. What did you mean by ours? And our, you know what our means? United States of America. That's what it means. It means our, our. It means United States of America. And then we take that our and we distribute it to the states. Not that we have not supposed to be state stockpiles that they because we need it for the government and we need it for the federal government. But when the states are in charge, no, to also keep to keep to keep for our country because the federal government needs it too, not just the states. But out of that, we oftentimes use as an example. We have almost 10,000 ventilators, and we are ready to rock with those ventilators. We're going to bring them to various areas of the country that need them. But when he says our, 
He's talking about our country. He's talking, excuse me, he's talking about the federal government. I mean, it's such a basic, simple question, and you try and make it sound so bad. You ought to be, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know what? You ought to be ashamed. It's such a simple question. He said, our, and our means for the country, and our means for the states because the states are part of the country. Don't make it sound bad. Don't make it sound bad. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead, back here. You just ask your question. You just ask your question in a very nasty tone. Let's go. I gave you a perfect answer, and you know it. You know that was a perfect answer. None of that made any sense to me. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. That's the fucking scary part, Rufus. It doesn't make fucking sense. He he said he answered the question. No. It's for the people, but not the (laughs) states. But people live in states. It's for the federal government, which is the people who live in states, but the states can't have it. But we're going to make sure all the states have it. Dude, that is just some... But they're rocked and ready to go, right? But they're just oh, not yeah. going to go to the states that are asking for them. Because if you listen to the whole thing later, he was like, states are asking for them, and we're saying, we don't think you need that many. So we're not sending as many as they're fucking asking for. Oh, so they can keep their thanks. stockpile. Here's the sad part, dude. Today, I read in the paper, China sent a thousand fucking ventilators to New York City. We're having to get our fucking ventilators from China and our rubber gloves from Russia. Well, we get everything else from China. I mean, I get it. I get that. But, I mean, we can't even get them from the stockpile. He had to get them from China instead of the fucking stockpile. What a, what a world we live in, Rufus. What a world we live in. Uh, hopefully I'm, Biden can fix it. Uh, I know that you've got issues with Sleepy Joe. I hear it in your voice that you really are not looking forward to Sleepy Joe. <laughs> But I, I like think he can win. I'm afraid that he can't either because what I'm really afraid of is now people aren't going to go out and vote because of the COVID virus, right? I mean, it's really not that far uh, away. And no. Trump, like, Trump's people are nutty enough that they'll go out and fucking vote. COVID be damned, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think that maybe Democrats will be like, I guess we'll just have to put up with four more years of this because I don't want to die. I don't know, man. It's... Find out who the real martyrs are at the end of the uh, the election. On the one hand, it's interesting, exciting times because it's so fucked up. But it, on the other hand, it's also terrifying times because it's so fucked well, up. It's funny though because he also says that nothing, no one ever, nothing like this in history has ever happened. But in 1918, 40 million people died of the flu. Well, so it I mean... kind of did happen. Well, SARS and MERS happened, and that's why places like South Korea are able to test 10,000 fucking people a day. Right. Because they're like, yeah, we don't want to fuck with this again. So let's get prepared. That's dangerous. Right. The other day, you probably didn't hear this, but Donald Trump, I should have played this snippet, and then we'll get off Donald Trump, but he said, you know, I know South Korea because someone was like, how are they doing it in South Korea or whatever, right? And he's like, I know South Korea. I probably know South Korea better than anybody in this room. You know, Seoul has 38 million people that live in Seoul, South Korea, right? Oh, my God. 
Yeah. In, yeah. 38 million people do not live in Seoul. So can you imagine that fucking city of 38 million people fucking live there? And, you know, because he's trying to compare it to, to New York. And I'm like, well, if they can do it for 38 million people, why can't we do it for fucking 9 million people? No shit. Turns out, turns out that, yeah, only like 6 million people live in Seoul. Not fucking, not 38 million. So once again, fact-checked fail by Donald Trump. But he knows more mm. about fucking South Korea than anybody. So rest assured of that. Terrific. Tremendous. I know. I'm not sure he even knows what tremendous means. No, he just heard it on mean? Teletubbies or something and was like, that word sounds good. That's a good word. And it's got lots of letters, too. So it's like good. <laughs> and then there's also a fruit named after it. Isn't there like some tremendous fruit brand or something? <laughs> Is there? I just know it has three syllables, which that oh, makes you sound not- smart. That does. Tremendous is so much better than good. Great. Perfect. Right. Tremendous. Right. Tremendous. Yes. I bet he couldn't spell it, honestly. Oh. No. So yesterday, though, last thing about Trump, I, you, I should have seen there was Christmas that I should have uploaded, but those were the only ones I could find at the last minute. But he's talking about COVID, right? And he's like, uh-huh. oh, and we're looking at the models. We're looking at the models, the, the models of death and the models of sickness. And everybody knows I know a lot about models. Oh, my God. But he was talking about models like chicks. Yeah, I yeah. know. I get right. it. That's this way. Yeah, I was like, what? This guy has lost his fucking mind. Not He's living it, in like an old 70s variety show, this guy. Is, you're exactly right. He's like, everything has to have like a little bit of shtick to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, Good work. if you noticed during that last recording, but he sounds like he's drunk. He sounds like me after like 16 beers, right? Because well, you he can talks. hear like a, a small lisp when he talks. Uh, Joe Rogan's mentioned this before, that he's obviously on like Adderall yeah. or some kind of thing. I mean, you can really, if you listen to him talk, and I really noticed it when we were listening to it right here, I'm like, damn, I really can hear something in his voice that says he's not sober. And there was a shot... I haven't seen it. Joe Rogan mentioned it again, where uh, Trump's desk is open. I don't know if it's when he's president or not. It might have been during the campaign. And it's like full of like uh, Benadryl packets. Really? Yeah. So he's getting all juiced up on Benadryl? He's doing something. That explains a lot. We need to look up like how you cook down Benadryl and make it into some fucking weird drug that makes people pass out and you molest them. Because that was yep. probably why he was using it. Send it to China and wait for it to come back. Right. Well, you, you have to get the ingredients from China, then put it together here, then send it back to China for them to package it and send it back. That's how we do things here, anyways. So, so how you, do you think... Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Nope. No, you go ahead. No, I'm insisting that you go ahead. Okay. I was going to ask, uh, what did you want to say next? Yeah, no, you did not <laughs> want to say that. No, I actually forgot what I was going to say. Are you kidding me? No, I was going to ask. Uh, it's kind of a big question, though. How do you think it's all going to pan out? Like, when when does this stop? I, I mean, it doesn't stop for until they come out with a fucking vaccine, I guess, right? I know. Except, just... I don't want to say this, except for the lucky people that have it or have had it, right, and survived it. Because they won't get it again. Those are people, if you get it and you survive, you're free to go about your daily fucking life, right? Well, 
I think I, I saw something that that's basically the point is everybody should get it eventually so that we all become immune to it, just like, you know, the common cold or whatever. Right. But if we don't do anything, then it's going to – so many people get it so fast that the, the medical system is going to crumble. So that's why we're staying at home. But ultimately, that's really all that's going to get this under wraps is enough people get it that it just it can't survive long enough. But, yeah, there won't be a vaccine, maybe, hopefully. But ultimately, it's just going to be the amount of people who get it get resistance. and then. So basically, if you're an early getter of this disease, you're kind of set up. Because you're not sitting around and waiting for it. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I had it. I could fucking go out and go to it. You know what? How long before they open up restaurants for people that have tested positive for COVID and they're like, oh, I can get on with my normal life now? Oh, my God. Then we end up with a whole new, like, class war kind of thing (laughs) or some sort of... Is there a stigma on someone who gets COVID? I bet so. And I bet there's going to be a stigma. The people who've had COVID... Are going to be like the elite, the right? People who haven't are going to be the dregs of society. The people that had it can weaponize it, Ugh. right? Because you maybe you're like willing to get it just to say, you know what, I I want to get it over with. But are you willing to find out if you're one of the guys that gets really fucking sick and dies? I mean, that's the scary part. I kind of came to grips with that. I guess I guess you'll find out eventually. Yeah. I mean, it, what is it? There's got to be some small part of something that makes it, like, between the people that live and the people that die, because they were saying, yeah, pre-existing conditions or whatever. But really, they're finding out that that's not necessarily true. Right? No, people are dying from this disease. This thing's slippery. It seems like every day what they know about it changes. You know, they used to say, oh, it only lived on surfaces for, like, three hours. And they're like, oh, no, it can live on surfaces for 17 days. Right. And then it went back to like, oh no, only six days. Well, it's like I nobody knows what the fuck's going on. They probably know that it's seventeen days. They're like, you can't tell people that. You can't tell people seventeen days. They'll lose their fucking minds. And this is why they haven't revealed aliens. That's exactly right. You're right. Maybe I mean, they, maybe now is a good time to reveal aliens. Maybe they could fucking help us, right? And say, oh, COVID. Yeah, we had that like fifty million years ago. So we know yeah. how to. To treat that. Fuck no, they're not helping us. They're watching us like a, a fucking documentary filmmaker, just like, well, what are they going to do next? If we all die off, we're not a good food source. We're not a good food source anyway. Look at the shit we eat. Well, I know, but they, it's like, they, it's like think about it, what, what they feed cows and shit is just to make them fat and lazy. No different than what the aliens have planned for us to eat to make us fat and lazy and tender. Wait till we are just giant meat bags. Tell maybe they did plant the COVID to make us just fucking hurry along to just be in the giant meat bags that we're going to be just by sitting in our houses all day doing nothing. They're accelerating it. I still think that our UV box is a great fucking idea. It is a great idea. Why is that? You get UV lights anywhere, right? Yeah. We should just make a couple of fucking protos. Make a proto. You just put it in your, like your door. It like fits into your door. Like your, you know, your fucking house door, and you walk through, and you're clean. I would do it, but I'm more worried about packages. I would do like a place where they can put your Amazon packages or food that you're having delivered outside of your house, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the front step, and sure. they open it up, they close it. All right, you don't the the our, the UV light doesn't automatically come on. 
Then you activate the UV light, right? right? For a certain amount of time, and you should be fucking good to go to go get whatever you want out of your your UV box. I think it's a brilliant idea. You know, another great fucking idea from the minds brought to you by Hypersloth. Yeah. Which is still available as a tra- trademark, by the way. So I think I'm going to get on that and get that LLC set up. Or I'm just going to do a corporation. Why not? Or should we okay. do Global? And then cool we, can up, we can set up, we'll do Global Corp. I mean, this only costs like fucking 29 bucks to set this shit up. <laughs> you do Global Corp, right, as a corporation. <laughs> yeah. And then we do Hypersloth as an LLC. And then we give all the shares of Hypersloth to Global Corp. Right? Ooh, so sneaky. Set up for real. Why the fuck not? If it's easy and cheap. I'm telling you, if you came out with a UV box and slapped Globocorp on it, people would be like, <laughs> fucking shit must be the most advanced shit ever. No kidding. Globocorp. They know wow. about all things Globo. All things Globo. We should have a mascot, Globo the Clown. Oh, my God. <laughs> knows about everything. You just ask Globo a question, and he just knows. And then he a makes, big red like, nose? Is it like a globe? Yes. Exactly. It's a globe. Oh, a thing. Right. And then whenever anybody asks him a question, he makes a balloon animal into the answer. Globo the clown. Oh, my God. Why not? We'll, we'll give him a voice like Alexa. He will, he will never be able to understand what he's saying. No. And, and, and like Alexa, we'll never understand what you're saying. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now I'm confused. So, uh, have you even been out of the house since all this started? Except uh, the cemetery? Other than that, no, not really. Did you have to stop and get gas yesterday on your way to, on that trip, the five-hour yes. trip? I did. I got gas and... Do tell. Some, I got gas. I mean, that's it. And then I did you some, go in and get a beer for the road? No. Be honest. This is the Hypersloth happy hour. You can be honest. It's a safe space. I don't drink when the sun's up. That's how uh, I know I'm not an alcoholic. Really? I know. I find that hard to believe because I guarantee the sun's out there right now. Okay, 5 p.m. I don't drink before 5 p.m. Uh-huh. You know what? That's, that tells you someone has a problem when they have to set parameters on their drinking. As long as you're drinking all day without uh, any, uh, I guess, acknowledgement of it, you don't have a drinking problem. Dude, if, if you're astute enough and responsible enough to set parameters to begin with, you're the one without a problem. Whoa, that was deep, Rufus. Fuck yeah, that's deep. That's why my OCD serves me so well. I just spend half of the day washing my hands now. I was thinking earlier that the only people that are going to come out alive are going to be people with OCD and who are germaphobes, like my wife. And they're going to breed the new generation of human beings, which will be completely unprepared for anything. Right. I mean, that might be the problem right now. You know what? I mean, maybe this disease doesn't kill people fucking 50 years ago. I used to be totally fucking OCD, right, about washing my hands and worried about, like, people touching my food and, you know, shit like that or touching a glass. And uh, I fucking, I can trace it all the way back to the, like, I took LSD two times, right? Mm -hmm. And both times it was actually pretty horrible. I mean, it wasn't the worst. I didn't have, like, a bad trip, but I didn't have a great trip. But it's such a fucking – 
it does something to your mind where you're like, man, if you weren't ready for that and you didn't know what was fucking happening, you could lose your fucking mind. And when I was in high school, this chick that I knew, someone put some acid in her beer, right? Which is the cruelest thing you could fucking ever do to that anybody. Sounds, that sounds borderline illegal. Yeah, well, I'm sure that it is. Yeah, I'm but sure then, it's illegal. After I took that acid, all I worried about for like six years was someone fucking putting some acid on something. Because I'm like, you know how easy that would be? Acid oh, yeah. comes in liquid form. It's a small little paper hit. You could rub it on a fucking doorknob. You know, like the coronavirus, pretty much. It spread without you seeing it. And I was like, man, someone could fucking flip me some acid at any fucking time. God right? Damn. And people are sick enough to fucking do it. I've always had a fear that when I go through a drive through I may have mentioned this, that just some prankster teenager who's running the window will take a vial of Ipecac and just pour it in my coat. That would be hilarious. That would be fucking... Now that... Someone should do that. That would fucking suck. You get back on the highway, barreling down the fucking highway at 80 <laughs> miles per hour, and suddenly you're projectile vomiting into your windshield. I guarantee you that has been done. I guarantee it. But, I mean, maybe people aren't even that kind anymore. Now they're just, like, putting fucking loogies and dragging their nutsack across your fucking burger instead. I'm sure that happens a lot more than you'd like to know. The the nut dragging part of it. Well, I mean, I won't even order that Dine and Dash or Uber Eats because of that thing we reported on the show that the guy dipped his nuts in the fucking hot sauce. Yeah, that that's order. pretty disturbing. I I would get I I would think that at least in a fast food restaurant, most of it happens in the kitchen. If you're ordering late at night, they're bored. It's slow. They're probably uh, taking a few hits of something. They're probably taking a few sips of something. Oh, somebody wanted a hamburger? Okay, check this out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So funny. I'm, sure of it. I'm sure of it. There's I'm... another reason that our fucking idea, you know what? Now we take the UV box, right? Mm-hmm. And we put it in the back of, of the fucking delivery vehicles. Because remember we decided that we were going to make a heated delivery box for a car at one point. Remember? A heated side on one side and a refrigerated side on the other. Now yeah. we just incorporate the UV light into that. And then you go and get your own food out. It's locked at the fucking place. It never can be accessed by the fucking driver. You know what it could be like? You know those how uh, Little Caesars has those pizza things now where you, where you go and you don't talk to anybody and just like the door opens when you put the code in and you're, you get your pizza out? Yeah. Why not do that on the side of a fucking van that delivers food? I don't know. And you pull right up, it recognizes the address, and then fucking the door opens and you grab your fucking food out. We're yeah, what fucking a great in the future. This is shit's going to happen in the future. We're doing what this. A great, what a great job to have, too, because you don't have to interact right. with people. You just no, drive around and stop. A bus driver. They're at buzzes. Oh, pizza's here. They go right. out. They get it. Maybe you'd give them one of these, and you just pull off. There you go. You're nothing but a bus driver. Exactly. I think we just figured out that human action uh, interaction is not actually even fucking necessary. It's not. And it's it's filthy. <laughs> It's disgusting. It is disgusting. <laughs> People are disgusting. Usually when they catch things from bats uh, crossed with, what is that animal called? Uh, the armadillo thing. I forgot. <laughs> right, you knew the a couple shows ago. I so did. Go I back did. I to the Hypersloth Happy Half Hour episode number one, and Rufus knew the name of the little 
I don't know. What, are those marsupials? Is an armadillo a marsupial or not? They might be. I'm not sure. But they're. They uh, just, I wonder if they have eggs. I don't know. Armadillo weird and disgusting. Like a shell on a shell. Pangolin. Pangolin. Thank you very much. That's it. Thank you very Pangolin. much. Some random little animal that they caged on top of some bats or something, and they came up with some really awesome fucking disease that kills humans really fucking simply and spreads really fast. And it looks both you. too cute and too ugly to eat. So, like, why the fuck would you eat it? Because it's both adorable and, like, off-putting at the same time. I, I can't imagine. I, I'd have to assume that for a pangolin, it's like, pangolin make you a dick hod. You know what I mean? I can't believe that they're, yeah. like, there's not a lot of meat like on that. a pangolin, I wouldn't think. No. I think they're probably grinding up their shell and putting it in capsules and eating to fucking have sex. Yeah. Oh, primitive, primitive, primitive people. <laughs> Are they? They're really not, because if you ever watched any of that stuff, it's like, watch automation in China, right? They're just well, so fucking efficient that they've got these huge fucking machines that do everything over there, but somehow they have six billion people. Well, somehow they have super badass automation and computing, and yet wet markets where they're butchering live pangolins on wooden tables... And spraying shit all over people's faces. You're right. It's like on one part of the spectrum, they're so advanced. On the other, they're still living in fucking like, I don't know, what, 3 AD? Or even earlier, I guess, right? Something like that. I mean, those markets, you see footage of those markets, they look like something out of a fucking Indiana Jones movie. Well, and they're so old, they probably go, they probably are like from like 5000 BC. Oh, yeah. Right? Or whenever people started living in communities. When was that? Who the fuck knows? Long ass time ago. Rufus, I wanted to tell you that um, during the break, right, my daughter's been showing me some awesome, uh, what do you call that when you fold paper into stuff? Origami. Origami. And I'm going to do a little origami for you here real quick, if you don't mind. Would you oblige me with a little origami? You shall be obliged. What are you doing here? Ready? Piece of paper. Okay. Yep. Normal piece of paper. I'm trying to. I might. I might have to put it down on the desk so you can see me finish it up. You know what I mean? Because sure, at a couple sure. of points, you got to uh, press really hard. So there we go. Do that. Okay. Just fold a piece of paper in half. Then I'm folding it in half this way, which is kind of tricky, right? It's not like in half again, but it kind of like a little bite. It's like corner to corner, but not square corner to corner. Like corner to opposite corner. Okay. Yeah, I, I see it. Interesting. All right, see there we go. So you kind of see how they did. It looks like a, I guess it looks like a little bonnet or something, maybe. Looks like yeah. a, you know what? A pope's hat. Let's call that a pope's hat. A pope's. I was gonna say like an old-fashioned nurse hat. Oh yeah, there you go. What did? I wonder what purpose those things served. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You do this. All right. This it's about to get tricky here in a second. Okay. It's already tricky. What the fuck? You're gonna have to bear with me. All right, now hold on a second. Okay. Okay, one more fold. Now you see how small it's getting, right? Yeah. Kind of okay. Let's we'll try it with this. Ah, hold on a second. Okay, it's about finished up. Okay. Are you ready? Check it yes. out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, Zigzag. 
You like that? Wow. See what I did, folks? I turned a piece of paper into a wooden turtle. <laughs> Not easy. Not easy, but you know what? As long as you're willing to practice and put the time in, you get those kind of skills. And I'm really glad that my daughter showed me that this afternoon. You should make, you and your daughter should make a series of YouTube tutorial videos on that. That is amazing. She's upstairs working on an arc right now. I can't believe you turned a sheet of paper paper into a wooden turtle. It's Well, I mean, you think about it. This is something people don't really think about. But um, paper is made from trees, right, which is wood anyway. So... Folded correctly, I actually reconstructed the micro, microscopic structure of the tree, but I was able to mold it right into the shape of a turtle. That makes sense. I'm buying it. I'm totally buying it. Makes a little more sense than what what uh, Donald Trump said this afternoon. I think. I think it does it has too. More truth does, to it. it. Has more truth does, to it for sure. Yes, it does. Now tell me, I kind of blew your mind a little bit. Were you expecting that at all? I was not. I was not. I thought you were going to make a a paper airplane or something simple, but an entire turtle made out of wood. I was a little disappointed that this uh, did not was not white because I think I really could have blown your mind. But when I had to bring up the brown turtle, I think it lost a little luster. And I think it gained luster because I was like, holy shit. It's brown, too. It's Holy brown shit. now. All right, I got to acknowledge this. Actually, what I did was I took a shit, and then over here when I looked like I was molding that piece of paper, this is actually made out of feces. It's it's my shit. And I made oh, it into man. A so it's not really a trick after all. I kind of cheated a little bit. Well, the fact that you can shit out something in the shape of a turtle, that's pretty impressive. Wait, did I ever tell you that the name of my first band was Cool Turtle? No, you did not. And this turtle... Right? This turtle was part of the name. Are you I got serious? This in Mexico in like 1988. Yes. And the first band I was in was Chop Suki was in the band, right? That's and, awesome. And uh, another guy named Steve who ended up being like a total dildo. So the band did not last long, luckily. Mm. And, and we found each other. So I'm kind of glad that Cool Turtle did not start. But the cool part came from we were on our way to uh, the practice place. Right, and I had my this turtle on the top of my amp, and then there was a big ad for cool cigarettes, and we we're like, we need a name, and I'm, we came up with Cool Turtle right then. You know, it's hey, interesting. Oh, that oh. Both of your bands have animal-oriented names. It is, dude. It's speaking to the primal person in all of us. And it's adjective animal, Cool Turtle. Hypersloth. Holy shit, dude. You're blowing my fucking mind. Stop. That's interesting. There's something to explore there in your psyche. There is. Maybe you're right. Huh. Should I be worried, Dr. Rufus? No, no, no. Don't be what worried. Do think? I think it's... It, it, have you ever thought of, like, interpreting, having someone interpret your dreams for real? Uh, not really, no. Dude, we should set up a fiver, Right. Where people fucking tell us their dreams and we interpret them. Because, I mean, think about it. Dream interpretation is whatever you want to make it. My only problem with that is I think people wanting dream interpretation are probably on the fence of sane and nuts. Fine. And we might, we might tell them something that drives them over the edge. Asterisks. That's what the disclaimer is for. But imagine people telling you their fucking wildest <laughs> dreams. And we can read them out loud on the show. Of course, 
we would change the person's name by one or two letters, right? For sure. And make sure that you you know you knew where they lived. And if you if wonder if we're obligated to tell someone if someone's like I had a dream that I was smashing my wife's head in with a fucking bowling ball, you know what I mean? <laughs> we know who this person is because we've accepted their credit card payment. Are we obligated to contact the local authorities, or is there some kind of dream, uh, dream person, like confidentiality where we're not allowed to share that with anybody? Well, I think on Fiverr, I think on Fiverr, you don't know because they'll have an anonymous name, you know, which a username, and you get paid from Fiverr, not from an individual. So, so our it's hands a free for all. Our hands, our hands are, are totally. If anything, Fiverr gets sued, not us. I wonder if you could get people to tell you their real dreams on there. Dude, yes. If you put up a Fiverr gig for five bucks, I'll interpret your dreams. Oh, my God, dude. How do we not do that? We just do it as a team. I guarantee will interpret your dreams. For five bucks, you don't even have to make any claims like, I'm a psychic raised by gypsies. No, you just be like, I'll interpret your fucking dream. Five dude, bucks. we can have just You'll pictures of our, our mugs up there. Hey, you know what? Have your fucking, for five dollars... Have your dream interpreted live on the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Yes. Dude, that would totally fucking work. We should put that up. Once a week, we can do one dream a week, and we, but we have to set a time limit because I can see us doing an hour and a half riff on some yeah, of the I can't do. I can, I can see us <laughs> going off on it. Now, would we allow the person to look, to like be on the Skype call with us while we interpret their dreams, or do we kind of want to keep an arm's distance? That'll be maybe a premium because you can. Oh my gosh, that's such more. a good point. We could make that like fifty bucks. Shit, make it a hundred bucks. So outrageously priced that no one will ever want to do it. Yeah. Right. Have it probably like ten thousand dollars to have your fucking dream read and interpreted by zigzag right. live on the Happy Plus Happy Hour. But yeah, for we five dollars, could... we'll do it on the air, but you can't be present. We can easily do it. I got a Fiverr account. I'll set it up. All That'll right. Awesome. That's a good let's idea. Oh, my God. Let's do it. That's going to be fucking Hang good. On. I, I just want to see if there's dream interpretation on there. Because if there is, then we have oh. a, a door already. If we know what's being searched for. And we have the avid, added bonus of having the Hypersloth happy hour. Yeah, we have the added bonus of just being super bad guys. That's true. I feel like the rest of the world is somewhat handicapped. By not being us. Uh, no, we might be tapping a new market. There you go. We got to fucking, we got to do it fast because as soon as people hear this show, they're going to be fucking popping up on their left and right. Yeah. Other podcasts will be. Dude, I'm almost willing to pay them $5 to fucking have them give us a dream to interpret. <laughs> we do the reverse fiber. Dream interpretation. Now I say uh, I'll draw your portrait from a photo artistic interpretation. Now I'll draw and interpret a tarot card for you. We're blazing new trails on Fiverr. Of course we are, because we're hypersloth with Zigzag and Rufus. Now it Dude. just comes out like that. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Been one of those weeks, man. I'm telling you, being at home and not worrying about work has the fucking ideas of popping over here at fucking uh, Zigzag Studios. Isn't that like your normal day, being at home and not worrying about work? I wish. Yeah, I could really get used to this. 
I'm in a good mood with the family. I'm like, hell yeah. But um, are you still looking at to see if anybody's doing it? Yeah, yeah. I don't see anything else. So I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I think they have like a paranormal section. Oh, do they? Would you consider that paranormal? Interpreting dreams? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Paranormal is like, it's more psychological, isn't it? I guess. Are we talking like we're going to tell people that their fucking great aunt Lucy is trying to fucking reach them from the afterlife to tell them to uh, buy their dog a new food bowl? Well, no, but I'm saying it's like unsound science. There's like no real science of dream interpretation. I'm sure someone thinks there probably is. Yeah, I'm sure there are. So another million, well, how long, we'd have to do how many fibers to get a million dollars? 20,000, 200,000. That's cool. Get on it. I guess we'll put the first thousand out of the, out of the way this week. We could probably do them faster than America's doing the COVID testing. I bet so. We're on episode 349 right now. If we did 20 dreams a show, we'll get close. We've done in about 100,000 years. Yeah. I guess uh, what we need to do is get it down to one fucking word. The whole interpretation is just one word, right? One word. There you go. They'd be like, screwball, psycho, man-hater, woman-hater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I have a feeling a lot of them would probably be like uh, – Latent homosexual. I think a lot of people are probably having dreams <laughs> about, you know, fantasies they don't want to act on. I dreamed that Rufus was licking my undercarriage of my car, and he was paying special attention to the muffler. Oh, my God. And the muffler had hair on it. Oh, Jesus Christ, and a mole. <laughs> was that a mole, or was that a rust spot? <laughs> oh, herpes represented by the rust spot on your yeah. muffler. It was a blister. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> genital wart. Well, thanks for listening to us, folks. Hopefully, people are going to join us in the the uh, VIP part of the show. Do you think they should, Rufus? Well, of course they should. They should, and they will because more great ideas. But we're going to play Jeopardy tonight, right? Fuck yeah, we are. Hot sauce free. What do we do? I mean, we got no hot sauce. I was thinking about that earlier. Should we go back to eating different, more hot sauce, or should we go back to eating weird shit? Or what should you know we do? What? We need to order that fucking hot sauce from the that show, from the hot. Do we, do we do it incrementally over yeah, many we'll shows? Do one. No, you just do one on a show. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as we no. shuffle them up, I don't want to get the hottest one first and then why don't we do it in succession like they do on the show we'll start with the not hottest one and work our way up that sounds good so that would cover what like seven or eight shows probably oh yeah yeah unfortunately we won't be able to have them delivered until fucking 2025 exactly we'll get it figured out all right folks uh we're gonna take a small 30 second break check us out in the vip part of the show it's actually the best part. Or not. 
welcome, 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 welcome. Rufus, am I on? Yeah, you're on. I can hear you. Welcome to the VIP part of the show, folks. This is the part of the show where we get really, really crazy. Um, Rufus, you ever heard of Django Rein- Reinhardt? Uh, I, I have heard the name. I can't think of why. He's like uh, a jazz player, but he's like kind of invented modern jazz and weird. He's like a really talented guitar player, right? Mm-hmm. From like he was a gypsy, and he. Gypsy. I mean, he like okay. yeah. You know what? Do me a favor. Take a second and look up Django Rein- Reinhardt on your computer and watch a video of him playing guitar. Folks, I I would uh, suggest you do the same thing because you got to see this guy play fucking guitar. Django Reinhardt. Now he's not one of these quote unquote jazz players who just plays a bunch of random bullshit. No, watch. Like, I'm good. Beep, 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 you mean beep, like beep, me? Beep. That's all I do. And it just is fucking just as brilliant, dude, because it's jazz, so it doesn't matter what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, check him out. Just check him out play, playing real quick. I see Jenho Reinhardt, three-fingered lightning. There you go. Why, he only plays with three fucking fingers. Wow, really? Well, he has bar chords, but you'll see. Okay. It's a four-minute video. Should I watch it all or just, skim it? Just, no, just skim it. Just jump in the middle somewhere. All right. Oh, shit, it's about them. It's like a documentary. Uh, they're not. Are they showing him play or not? Find one. All right, here they... we go. Here we go. All right, too much talking, not enough playing. Yeah, it's a documentary. Hang on. Uh, yeah, find one just him playing. I got it turned on, too, now. Django Reinhardt live. All right, here we go. 1939. Wow. That doesn't sound like jazz to me. That's like classical. Well, yeah, but later he kind of got into jazz. I mean, that's kind of some old stuff there because he was really popular in like the uh, mid 40s and early 50s he really really got down into some jazz but uh what a crazy technique that guy has huh have you ever seen anybody i mean that's how i want to play fucking a riff that fast and that fucking solid using two fucking fingers yeah i can't imagine you know what i mean you know how fast your hand your your wrist needs to move or your fingers need to move to fucking do that no, no, I, I can't even do that. guy that, you know what, I understand very little about the guitar. That's obviously a guy who knows where every sound on the fucking guitar comes from and where to find it without even really thinking about it. That blows my mind. People that, like, look at the guitar neck and see, like, here's all the Bs, here's all the A's. <laughs> exactly. That right. I cannot Dude. fucking understand how people do that. After watching that last night, I was inspired, so I sat down and I, I started learning, like, the the B string, right? Like, mm-hmm. all the fucking notes on the B string, and it took me, like, two fucking hours to even remember where half of them were. Yeah. And I'm, okay, this that ain't going to be me. I won't be the next Django Reinhardt, because then there's another thing called Jim and, Jim and John, right, about this gypsy kid who is like our contemporary, right? And he mm-hmm. started playing like that. He was playing like that at like nine. Damn. And he was like really well known in Europe and they booked a tour over here and guess what happened? 
he got fucking addicted to heroin and crack, of course, oh. and ended up fucking everything up. I've heard that a lot of guitar players who start off as like piano players, right? Oh uh, yeah, I guess piano players is is like laid out. I can look at a piano and be like, "There's all the notes, boom." Right. But like when people make that transition to guitar, they kind of see the guitar neck that way, where they're like, "Oh yeah, here's all the fucking A's, here's all the B's." Dude, I can't. I I know I'm like one string where the A is, and then I can like be like, <laughs> "Okay," yeah, and then there you go. Doing last night, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right. You know what I mean? That's, but like taking an hour to figure that out and then trying to like zip through it? No. Impossible. No. I'll show you how far and I got. And people who see that just like, like when, when you were tripping and you saw the schematic of your van, like people look at the guitar and I can see that. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing that. I'm definitely hmm. not seeing that. But I did see that he was using these chords. You know what song that is? Oh, yeah. Yep. See, I didn't even know those were fucking jazz chords when I wrote that fucking song, Rufus. I thought I made those chords up. I didn't. I mean, I only thought I did. We should find a a Jingho Reinhardt solo like in that key and like do a mashup like lay it over internet love song I like the sound of that that'd be cool then, then after that i looked at the thing on how to write melodies on the guitar right which some of these guys on these youtube channels just need to fucking hang it up because trying to tell me about fifth triads and shit like yeah. that and not and okay and i i might be smarter than 20 percent of the guitar players out there right and I'm not smart at it by all, by any means, but a beginner person trying to fuck because it's like easy guitar melodies by Joe Schmo, right? And then right. you click on and she's like, and then the fifth triad of the third diminished a sus for you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, uh, you lost everybody. I don't even, you know. Well, the people that could understand that already know how to do that, dude. They don't need you to show them. I think there's two kinds of guitar players. I mean, there's a lot, but there's two. There's once I see those guys who are just like, yeah, a a sus four diminished seven, all that blah blah blah. But then like most of the guitar players that I like, like Eddie Van Halen and shit, he doesn't know fucking any of that. He doesn't right. like read sheet music. He can't tell you. He's just like I like I fucking play. I just know where the note is that I want and I do it. Right. But then you have well, all these other like people. That's one of those guys that looks at the neck and he doesn't see the letters. He sees the sounds probably. Right, exactly, but it's like innate. It's right. not like he's coming at it like a math problem. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching something, and it had a guy like Mozart like playing a little bit of a song and then sitting and writing it down with yeah. like a quill and ink, and I'm like, could you imagine? These guys are fucking writing all that shit down, Rufus, for fucking a symphony of instruments. I cannot fucking imagine at all. Imagine I, I, making a mistake. Uh, you're you like have, halfway through the page, and all of a sudden you look and you're like, you know what? I need to change that. I don't, I, dude. I don't. I've thought about that before because I can read sheet music, like I know what it is, but I cannot. If you played a note, I wouldn't right. be able to write that on a piece of paper. I wouldn't know is that an A or a G. I don't have any fucking, and, unless I hear it next to another note. And even then, I don't know. It's iffy. But you get people like you play them a chord, and they're like. 
oh yeah, this G D F F minor sharp foot. Yeah, you know right. that's a F drop nine add six sus. I knew 12. a blind guy when I went to St. Edwards that could tell you the fucking key that a door squeaked in. Right? I'd be like, yeah, that's a D minor. You know, that's and fucked up, dude. He wasn't born blind. He became blind when he was like twelve. Right, but he, yeah, he could tell you exactly what key the refrigerator door would open in, or you know, anything. Probably, almost probably be a little annoying after a while. I wonder. Yeah, can you shut up? Right, yeah, I can know. You, pick you and that goddamn D minor door. Put some fucking oil on that thing. I want to hear a G. He's probably he's sitting out playing video games with his buddies. Well, he's not because he's blind. Somebody farts, <laughs> and he's like, "That was in D sharp." He's now he's like. That sounded like you, or it smells like you had some pizza or some tacos last night. <laughs> Franklin's got super smell and super <laughs> Well, yeah, of course he does. Man. You should see him work a hard on because he's, he's got like, really good hand motions, too. The pepperoni on that third slice you had last night was a little off. You might want to go uh, to the doctor. It smells like it also was topped with a nice aged Asiago, though. It's got a <laughs> smell hint of Asiago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You folks, this is why you tune into the Hypersoft Happy Hour. You know, just uh, this is why. Because brilliance. Sheer just brilliance after brilliance after brilliance. So brilliant so that we're going to get into playing a little bit of Jeopardy here. Looking forward to it. I got to say, as much as I love the build-up to Jeopardy, I do like the Jeopardy that we play. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I like the Jeopardy. Am I going to make it an all-Jeopardy show? No, I'm not, Rufus. No, no, no. It can't be possible. Can't do it. Can't do it. <clears throat> Did you ever listen to my solo show? I knew you wouldn't. I listened to some until I got bored. <laughs> you can say that however you want. I think that it probably made you realize that this could be a one-man show if there was another man to talk to on the other side of the show. Honestly, I, I was a little nervous that it would be awesome. <laughs> you didn't even listen to my joke of the day? Dude, you have to listen to my joke of the day because I fucking delivered it like gold. Really? Okay. This could be stand-up material. This could be Uh-oh. in the stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. You it need is- to listen to the joke of the day. Your joke. You wrote it? Let's just say I took it to a whole nother level, this joke. There might have uh, been some bones somewhere, but you won't see it coming. You won't see it coming, brother. No. No. You made it. You made it yours. And it was delivered smoothly. Very smoothly. Okay, I'll check it out. Alexa. Play Jeopardy. This is Jeopardy. And now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Rebeck. Thanks, Johnny. And welcome. Today is Saturday, which means it's time for our clues written for teens and families. You can play Teen Jeopardy and catch up on the clues from this week. Which would you like to Should we try Teen Jeopardy just for fun? It'll make us feel smart. They're not giving us a chance. Jeopardy. And now... Or will it? Thanks, Johnny. All right, we'll start with the Teen Jeopardy. A little warm up, a little exercise, the brain, a little stretch. And you can play Teen Jeopardy or catch up on the clues from this week. Which would you like to play? Teen Jeopardy, please. Here are the clues. A little stretch. Stretch the mind a little. 
The first Jeopardy category is alliteration station. Huh? Daisy Buchanan is the object of a racketeer's desire in this 1925 Fitzgerald novel. What is The Great Gatsby? Sorry, what? the correct response was What is The Great Gatsby? Why are they doing the that? category of ancient history, the 1980s. In 1984, the world came to this West Coast city to compete in the Summer Olympics. What is Los Angeles? Correct. Your next two for two. is the science lab. In 1935, the Russian government built him a new lab to continue his work on conditioned reflexes. Who, Who is Pavlov? Correct. Our fourth category is A in geography. It's the capital of Jordan. Ooh. Repeat the question. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is, or what is. What is Peel? Jordan Peel. No, that's incorrect. The correct response was, what is Amman? Ah, you should have known that. America in the 1800s. Ooh, this is you. This abolitionist began publishing The Liberator, his anti-slavery newspaper, in 1831. Who is Jebediah Asmus? Frederick Sorry, Douglass? The correct response yes. is William Lloyd Garrison. Nope, William Lloyd Garrison. Where that is. is in the most famous mutiny in history, Fletcher Christian and his mate seized control of the ship in 1789. What is the bounty? Yes. Nice. Your seventh category is TV. Not a big stretch. He played Charlie on Two and a Half Men. Who is Charlie Sheen? Excellent. Today's eighth category is Discovery. These sacred scrolls, found at Qumran in 1947, have yielded many insights into early Christianity and rabbinic Judaism. What are, what the, are the Dead, dead sea, scrolls? sea Scrolls? Excellent. We discussed those on the show, did we not? She made yeah. history May 4th, 1979, when she became Britain's first female prime minister. Who was Margaret Thatcher? Yes, that's correct. Our 10th Jeopardy category is vocabulary. The term smog is a blending of these two words. What is smoke and fog? Good job. Our next Jeopardy category is words containing silent letters. It follows ash. In the name of the first day of Lent. Repeat the question. Again, the category is words containing silent letters. It follows ash in the name of the first day of Lent. What is Wednesday? Good job. Our last category is remove your IB. The response includes the letters I, B, in order. Popular on Valentine's Day, this Roman god of love is often depicted as a child, wielding a bow and arrow. Who is Cupid? Excellent. Let's see how you did. We did pretty good. Way to go. You scored 9 of 12. Really, 10. 10 of 12. You went in the 77th percentile of players today. You've missed some days lately. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes. Let's see the clues. Let's do. The first Jeopardy category is golf. Since 1934, this Georgia city 
has played host to one of golf's major tournaments. What is Augusta? Yes, that's it. The second category is tea time. The response starts with the letter T. A red circle surrounds the eye of Bullseye, the friendly Bull Terrier mascot of this retailer. What is Target? Yes, that's correct. The next category is green. When it arrived in 1886, this American landmark was shiny brown. By 1906, it had turned green. What is the Statue of Liberty? Yes, that's it. We roll in. The next Jeopardy category is four. As heard in Lincoln's Gettysburg address, four score and seven years is this many years. Repeat the question. Respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases, who is or what is? I used to know. What is 34? Ah. Sorry, the correct response was what is 87? Jesus Christ. Uh. A species of this bird is the state bird of Maryland. What is an oriole? You're right. Your next category the master of art. Master of Flemish painting, Jan van Eyck, was born in what's now this European country. Repeat the question. Again, the category is the master Master of Flemish painting, Jan van Eyck, was born in what's now this European country. What is the Netherlands? Ah. That's Ah. right. Flemish. Wow, the Fleming, that's right there, is it not? That's in the Netherlands. Our next Jeopardy category is 20th century books. This dystopian Aldous Huxley book heavily influenced George Orwell, 1984. What is the Doors of Perception? What's his other one? Brave New World. What is Brave New World? Damn it. Your category is Vice Presidential Quote, calling it one of the worst days of his life. This 21st century vice president said, I am the guy who pulled the trigger and shot my friend. What? Repeat the question. Again, the category is vice presidential quote. Calling it one of the worst days of his life, this 21st century vice president said, I am the guy who pulled the trigger and shot my friend. 21st century. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is? Who is Dick Cheney? You're right. Oh, my Cheney God. Was he the vice president? Head he out. shot a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hinduism to the Vindya range in Madhya Pradesh. Repeat the question. Again, the category is up the river. Head up this holiest river of Hinduism you to the Vindya range in Madhya Pradesh. What is the Ganges? You're right. Category is abstract noun. It's the last abstract noun in the Pledge of Allegiance. What is all? What? No. Liberty and justice for all. What is justice? Uh. The next Jeopardy category is TV before and after. The Dumpsies and Pritchett go back to the 80s and move in with the Keatons. Huh? What is Modern Family Ties? You're right. Damn! This English rock band headlined Altamont, the music festival that turned so violent. Many consider it the end of the 60s spirit. Who are the Rolling Stones? 
You're right. Let's see how you did today. Earlier you scored 9 out of 12 on your first session. Well done. You got 8 of 12. You really? We got 9. days to play from the past week. Would you you like in? Up on those yes, I'm in. Yes. Time to get started. Did you watch that Cowboys movie that I told you about, that John Wayne movie? Our first Jeopardy no, not Animal Fast, baby wolves, and seals. Baby jackals are called this. What are pups? Yes, that's correct. Your category is possessive phrases. Oof. This exclamation that refers to an ancient Roman leader was a favorite of Superman character, Terry White. What is A2 Brute? Brutus? Ah! No. What? The correct response was what is Great Caesar's ghost? Oh, really? Category, That's a real thing? A full count means there are three balls and this many strikes on the batter. Exciting. What is two? That's it. Our next category is similar brand names. The Beatles record label and a large tech company spent many years in litigation over this name. What is Apple? Yes, that's it. Your fifth Jeopardy category is its nearest neighbor nation. This is the country nearest to Papua New Guinea. Repeat the question. Again, the category is its nearest neighbor nation. This is the country nearest to Papua New Guinea. What is Portugal? Sorry. The correct response was, what is Indonesia? Uh, I knew the it was Indonesia. is add a letter. The response is two words. Add a letter to the first one to get the second one. Add a letter to a common writing implement to create an antonym for. Shut. Repeat the question. Again, the category is add a letter. Add a letter to a common writing implement to create an antonym for. Shut. What is pen? No, that's what I was going to say. Incorrect. The correct response was what are pen and open. I hope you're ready for what? another six clues. Oh, you just add a letter to the second word. Open, yeah. It's the only sitting member of the body to be elected to the presidency. What is the Supreme Court? No, the correct response was what is the House of Representatives? Oh, really? The next category is missing pieces. Daisy Duck's nieces are April, May, and her. Ah. What is June? Yes, that's it. Your category is title female. Mara Wilson plays this bright title character who deals with apathetic parents and the nasty Miss Trunchbull. Repeat the question. Again, the category is movie title female. Mara Wilson plays this bright title character who deals with apathetic parents and the nasty Miss Trunchbull. Who is Madeline? The correct response was who is Matilda? Matilda! How is that a Jeopardy category? Threw a few songs into this playwright's Pygmalion and turned it into My Fair Lady. Repeat the question. Again, the category is playwright. Learner and Low threw a few songs into this playwright's Pygmalion and turned it into My Fair Lady. 
Who is Miller? Sorry, the correct response was who is George Bernard Shaw? Ah. Your next Jeopardy category is behind the TV and radio call letters. All right, all right. The Texas radio station call go. letters are the same as this four-letter city. Where it's based? Repeat the question. Again, the category is behind the TV and radio call letters. A Texas radio station's call letters are the same as this four-letter city. Where it's based? What are WACO? You tried to no, say said Waco. That's incorrect. Oh. The response was, what is Waco? Our uh, last category uh, two we got right. The response includes Go the figure. letters I, C, E. This word describes someone new or inexperienced. What is novice? Yes, that's it. All right, let's see how you did today. Ah. Earlier you scored nine out of 12 on your first session. All righty, you scored five out of 12 clues. No. We scored seven. Three days to yeah. play this We're week. going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, yeah, yes. I agree. This is it. Kidding around's over, folks. Our first category is FBI Quantico. The Ooh. FBI Quantico Training Academy is situated on a Marine Corps base in this state. What is Virginia? Good job. Nice. Quantico, dog. You don't need a doctor's hammer to know myself and yourself are both this kind of pronoun. Repeat the question. Again, the category is going pronoun. You don't need a doctor's hammer to know myself and yourself are both this kind of pronoun. What is personal? You're right. You're next we don't even know which one's right. It's a personal pronoun, right? In its native language, this country... It's called Nippon. What is Japan? Correct. The fourth category is potent potable analogy. Ooh, potent potable. Fourth is to Colorado, as Yingling is to this eastern state. What is Pennsylvania? You're right. The category is dreamboat. The Pacific Princess was the ship on this TV series. What is the love boat? Good job. Your category is Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman has played this character in nine different films. Who is Wolverine? Yes, that's it. Like did Time Jack, you're human. In the double Jeopardy round. Your seventh Jeopardy category <laughs> is planetary science. This planet, Great Dark Spot, was first seen in 1989. When scientists looked again in 1994, it was gone. Repeat the question. Again, the category is planetary science. This planet, Great Dark Spot, was first seen in 1989. Not Jupiter. When scientists looked again in 1994, it was gone. What is Neptune? Excellent. What? You are brilliant. Upon returning from his failed capture of Jerusalem, this lion-hearted king of England was taken and held for ransom. Who is Richard? Correct. Our ninth Jeopardy category is gifts for animal lovers. Get your pal a t-shirt printed with the image of Pushing, a cartoon one of this beloved animal of the Internet. What is a cat? Correct. 
Fucking A, bitch! From real life. The musical, Come From Away, tells of planes that were ordered to land in a small city of this country on September 11th. Repeat the question. Again, the category is recent plays from real life. The musical, Come From Away, tells of planes that were ordered to land in a small city of this country on September 11th. What is Mexico? Damn. No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is Canada? I was going to say the Canada. Category is American women. In 1904, Helen Keller graduated cum laude from Miss Women's College. That is now part of Harvard. Who will repeat the question. Uh, is it Brown? It. I think it's Brown. The correct response was what is Radcliffe? Radcliffe. Mm. The final category is Crossword Clues J. We're dropping the ball. Nervous or skittish? Seven letters. Repeat the question. Again, the category is Crossword Clues J. Nervous or skittish? Seven letters. What is what is jittery? Oh no! The correct response is what is jittery. Damn it! You oh, got it. it. You did. She didn't hear us. Early, you scored nine out of twelve on your first session. Damn, we were killing it. A solid showing today. We nine correct it. out of twelve total clues. Ten. Dude, we really got ten. We really got ten. One more. One more. Yeah. Yes. We got. I'm riding the top ten out of that. Yes. That was some smart shit, dude. Our best one ever is a perfect game, is it not? Is it? First category, yeah. We got 36 in a row. For his role in ending the Cold War, this Russian was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Repeat the question. Oh, I know. Again, the category is famous name. For his role in ending the Brezhnev? Cold War, this Russian was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Who was Gorbachev? There you go. Yep. Excellent. Nice. The second nice. Jeopardy category is 11-letter words. This term identifies the bottom number in a fraction. What is a denominator? Correct. The third Jeopardy category is Academy of Country Music Awards. Ooh. This singer of the house that built me, one female vocalist of the year, nine consecutive times. Who is Reba McIntyre? Dolly. The correct response was who is Miranda Lambert? Ew. Our category you should know that. Books in Espanol. In Spanish, this Marie send that book becomes Donde Vivan Los Monstruos. Repeat the question. Again, the category is Where have the monsters gone? In Spanish, this Marie send that book becomes Donde Vivan Los Monstruos. Where have the wild things gone? No. The correct response was, what is where the wild things are? What? Your fifth category that counts. Is math. That does count. This 2002 Act for Education is also known as an act to close the achievement gap with accountability, flexibility, and choice. Repeat the question. Again, the category oh. is this and that. This 2002 Act for Education is also known as an act to close the achievement gap with accountability, flexibility, and choice. No child left behind. What is no child left behind? Form of a question, starting with phrases like "Who is" or "What is." What is no child left behind? Good 
job. Yeah. Your sixth category is Let's Skirt the Issue. Laura Ingalls Wilder fittingly wore this long skirt with frills over a ruffled petticoat. What is a repeat the question? Ah. Sorry. The correct response was what is a prairie skirt? Prairie skirt. I was trying to think of the word prairie. I knew it. I actually knew that. Your seventh category is the Vietnam War. After he took over the presidency, this man said of the war, I am not going to be the president. We saw Southeast Asia go the way China went. Who is Lyndon Baines Johnson? You're right. The category nice, Texas boy. The, Bible. the Ten Commandments are revealed to Moses in this second book of the Old Testament. Repeat the question. Again, the category is books of the Bible. The Ten Commandments are revealed to Moses in this second book of what? the Old Testament. What is Exodus? That's Good the last. Nice. Your next Jeopardy category is questions and answers. As LAPD Detective Carter, this rush hour actor, asks exasperatedly, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Repeat the question. Again, the category is questions and answers. As LAPD Detective Carter, this rush hour actor, asks exasperatedly, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Who is Bruce Willis? No, who is no. The correct response was who is Chris Tucker. Today's tenth Jeopardy category is the other characters. on the map. In 1664, the colony of New Netherland took this new, stately name. What is New York? Correct. The next Jeopardy category is movie monsters. Elsa Lanchester, Helena Bonham Carter, and Jennifer Beals have all played the bride of this movie monster. Who is Frankenstein? Correct. Our final category is it has three eyes. The response has the letter I three times. This colorful, spotted article of apparel is in the title of a 1960 novelty hit song. What is bikini? Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. What is bikini? Good job. Nice. Let's see how you did. We did pretty good. Earlier you scored 9 out of 12 on your first session. Good work. You scored 8 out of 12 clues. But was it 9? But it was 9. Yeah, we got one more at least. Should we play the last day? No, I got to run. Just oh, wait, come last on. day? Okay, last yeah. day. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. We're, roll. We're fucking brilliant. Let's see what's in We're doing good. The hell yeah, we are. I'm focused. The first category is West Coast State Higher Ed. Willamette University is in this Oregon city that shares its name with a city in the eastern U.S. What is Portland? What? Sorry. The correct response was what is Salem? The yeah. second Jeopardy category is the Code of Hammurabi. According to the code, if a doctor kills a patient or a son strikes his father, these body parts shall be cut off of the offender. Repeat the question. Again, the category is the Code of Hammurabi. According to the code, if a doctor kills a patient or a son strikes his father, these body parts shall be cut off of the offender. 
What are hands? Good job. The next category is Weapons of the War. Lockheed F-117 Nighthawk stealth fighters made their first appearance in this war. What is the Vietnam War? Korean? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is the Gulf War? Really? Our category is TV. I want to know that. This 80s hunk auctioned off his replica of Kit, the car from Knight Rider. <laughs> Who is David Hasselhoff? Yes. Don't hassle the hash. The next Jeopardy category is Have You Heard? This bugle melody, played at military funerals, dates back to the Civil War. What is TAPS? Yes, that's it. Our sixth Jeopardy category is the word of love. Love may be sent to you from afar, from a secret, this person, like a title of a Kelly Preston film. What is Admirer? What? No, what? Incorrect. Secret admirer. Was, what is admirer. You added one too many errs on there, I think. Fuck them. We got it right. The seventh Jeopardy category is African geography. Described by an indigenous people as the smoke that thunders, this waterfall is on the Zambezi River. What is Victoria Falls? Good job. God Our damn. Is Atlantis. A Charles Burlitz book called Atlantis. What is continent? No, wonder of the world. Yes, that's it. Our ninth Jeopardy category is your quite the pair. Wonder of the world. Identifying an inseparable and intertwined pair is actually the names of a comic ice skating duo. Repeat the question. Again, the category is your quite the pair. This phrase... Identifying an inseparable and intertwined pair is actually the names of a comic ice skating duo. No idea. The correct response was, who are Frick and Frack. Okay. Our next category is Nobel Literary Nominees. This War and Peace author was nominated for the Nobel Prize every year from 1902 to 1906 without a win. Who is Winston Churchill? I don't know. Do you Sorry. have any idea? The correct response no, I think you're cheating now. Tolstoy. Tolstoy. Our next category is shooting the Godfather movie. In The Godfather Part 3, Vincent Mancini shoots Joey Zaza, played by this criminal mind's actor, three times in the back. <laughs> Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like... Who is or what is? What is Wax No, that's incorrect. The correct response was who is Joe Montaigne? Joe Montaigne! category is time to pay the tab. The response starts with T, A, B. The National Enquirer and The Globe are two of these publications. What is tabloid? Correct. Let's see how you do Yeah. Uh, they cheated. They session. did. They made it harder on purpose. You yeah. scored six out of twelve clues today. You've already Two. played Seven. all the clues. Seven. We'll come back tomorrow for sports. Seven. Games. They were off. Every game was off Let's by one. Another. Which would you like? Yeah, this shit doesn't play fair. No, it does not. I love how they. She acts like she can't hear you, but I guarantee 
if I said order 10 dozen rolls of toilet paper delivered in six weeks, they would have fucking gotten that order perfectly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Motherfuckers. Well, Rufus, we've done it all. We've said it all. We've kind of came up with some great ideas, a new fiber bit, hopefully, that will get off the ground. I and so. uh, I just want to say thanks for spending another night of your uh, your uh, quarantine with me. I appreciate it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. You wouldn't? Well, no. you know what? Are we going to do a show tomorrow night, or we take Sundays off, or how are we doing this? I don't know. It was played by ear for Sunday, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to remain as unconscious as long as possible tomorrow. I'm going to plan on doing a show just to bug you then. Okay. Because I know you'll be home because you admitted to me that you haven't left the house. Oh, you know what? Wait, before we end the show, why did you give a guy $3,000 in a fucking cemetery? Oh, it's a long story. Ah, you said it wasn't a very exciting and it was a short story when you were going to text it to me. No, it's not exciting. My business partner who I founded this new company with, I founded a company with him back in 2011. I left. When he took it over, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing tax-wise. So the IRS years later came to him and be like, oh, you owe a shitload of fucking money in tax. And he was like, oh, my God. So we got a badass CPA who negotiated it down and put him on a monthly payment plan. And he's going to be done paying it off by the end of this month. But for this new deal, he's like, please, just can you give me cash so I don't have to report it because it'll fuck everything up. And I'm like, right. yeah, okay, we'll meet in the middle. So we meet in the middle once a <clears> month, <throat> and I give him some cash. And we just happen to find a, a kick-ass, so the Odd Fellows Cemetery in Anderson, Texas. Probably doesn't look too sketchy. You showing up, handing a guy a fucking envelope full of cash and then driving away. I'd find, oh, like, Walmart parking lot or somewhere before you get picked up. It's even, it even sketchier this time because he's in Austin and in a band and he's interacting. He told me, he's like, look, dude, I'm probably infected. I don't want to get your family sick. He said, I'll tell you what, when we get there, you get out of your car and you leave it on a tombstone and then get in your car and I'll come get it. And I was like, cool. So that's what we did. What if, dude, do you think he really thinks he has it or do you think he thinks you have it? And he's no, like, he's pretty. Oh no, he's pretty. This has got the COVID on him. This the COVID stank. Oh no, he's 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 pretty into the the Austin band scene. So he's like, I'm pretty sure if I don't have it, I've been exposed to it. And he's like, I don't I don't want to be responsible for your family getting killed. And your neighbor? Have you seen your neighbor guy since it all started? Uh, no, but I've smelled. <laughs> smells awful odd over there. A couple of bugs on there. top of his. On top of his place? Yeah, apparently he's collecting buzzards now. <laughs> yeah, before it was that goat. Now he's got a buzzard collection. Yeah. No, his his brother has it, though. Like, confirmed. Really? Yeah. But his brother, I think, lives in California. No shit. Yeah. So it's a real thing now. Somebody that you know has it. Until they die, yes. <laughs> that is so scary. Really, it's kind of a scary disease. So let's just keep doing the show forever so I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, today. we should. We should. Well, that, that's the good thing about the show is not having to think. Right. Well, you don't have to think because the show just flows through us as its own. We're just vehicles for the show, for Hypersloth, the, the dream uh, interpreting entity that shall enter both our bodies shortly. Well, on that note, folks, I'm going to say, ay, 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 I heard him do it. Did you? Let me get him in here. Let me get him in here. All right.
He wants to do it. I told him he could. All right, all right. Rufus' son is going to join us with a hypersloth howl. Come on. You can do it. Don't tell me to hold on. <laughs> He's probably warming up his vocal cords. Get in here. And then there was dead air. Any days now, Chief. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. He was concerned his face was too dirty. All right. Oh, I, I thought you, he was but... warming up his vocal cords. Oh, wait. You want to hear? I'm going to unplug it. So. All right. Yes, we can all get in here. Come on. Okay. Want to count it off? One, two, three. He's a natural. He's a natural. Thank you, Levi. You're better than your dad at that. Thank you. You're welcome, young man. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I miss Rufus. I see Mr. Rufus back there. Yeah, that's Mrs. Rivas. All right. <laughs> Later, dude. Bye. You guys have a good weekend. Bye. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.